This is an urgent message from the Ministry of Silly Talk. Please stay tuned for further instructions. Hello, everyone. Uh, I wanted to jump in here before the episode begins to mention that despite the fact I'm sure you could tell from the show description, the show notes, and the social media posts, but this is a feed drop for the podcast Babylon and Dablin. They have new episodes impending, and I wanted to make sure that I made their return from hiatus about us. So, uh, but also because it's a very funny podcast and... I enjoy listening to it, and I appeared on it, uh, I believe it's their episode number 93, entitled Sir Flinders Balls, where we learn all about bowling. And it was a great time, and I think whatever came out the other end, uh, you can you get the idea that we had a good time doing it. So before we get into it, obviously don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are nearing a mini milestone, and also do not forget to go follow the show on Twitch at twitch.tv slash one gram army i it's very difficult for me to orate what it is that's going on over there so you'll just have to go check us out when we're streaming uh and don't forget to shop at shirtcaviar.com use promo code oga to save 10 percent and listen to pod caviar wherever you get podcasts tony has stood pod caviar back up for a new season and it's going very well and is happening actively as of the time of this recording so, with no further ado, it's Babbling and Dabbling, episode 93, Sir Flinders Balls, featuring your ya- boy uh, via the One Gram Army podcast. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Babbling and Dabbling. You already know we a podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Uh. Uh, welcome to the show. This is babbling and dabbling. You already know we a podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Uh. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Babbling and Dabbling, episode 93. We are your hosts, Camden and Scott. Yo. Today we are joined by host of One Gram Army, Graham Walden. Hello. Where's the applause button? It's yeah, that's what I, it was real. I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. What I, that's what I demand. Yeah, no, sorry, you guys caught me off guard a little bit. I thought you guys did the like run up and the plugs and everything every we episode. We, yeah, yeah, we, we do will. this. Oh, okay. we do this, and then we and then uh, the music. Hard segue, gotcha. real rough segue into okay. plugs and stuff. <laughs> no, that's fine. We haven't and reached th- hundred episodes yet. We're not. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that's having me. Too. By the way. Yeah, man. Thanks Glad for being here. Uh, post in person. Post pandemic, because it's over. We're done with it. Yeah, I am. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> no more. I don't care if Ebola is raining down from the sky. The kids going to school, and I'm uh, and I'm not gonna hang out at my house for very long. Well, you got you got the vaccination, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. The, the double dose. Yep. I got the Pfizer. None of this peasant shit getting like that Johnson, whatever that Johnson and Johnson thing is. I'm pretty sure that's just a saline solution. <laughs> placebo <laughs> yeah no i, I actually with- did some research and looked it up and it's actually uh the pfizer and moderna are like the same type type of technology and the uh what's it called the uh johnson and johnson is actually a different type of uh vaccine technology yeah it's the it's how they make the flu shot every year it's like some kind yeah. of they use like the dead virus so that it's basically introducing the actual virus to your system so you create the system so you create the antibodies whereas the mrna technology i have no fucking idea how that works it's, it's yeah. the microchips that's what the m stands yeah. for it's, where, yeah, it's where you you my 5g is off the fucking charts though yeah <laughs> Honestly, I am getting better cell service than he's here now. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mentioned it, yeah. it's good. You got to have me around, especially down here in the uh, Dablin dungeon. But yeah, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I got the vaccine, um, and I it, I just went with name recognition. Like you know, if you if if you went to the doctor and received a cure for some major illness, and it was made by Pfizer, it would bankrupt you. Whereas if it was made by Johnson and Johnson, they'd be like, I, we don't even really think this is going to work. These people make baby powder. <laughs> like, this might work, um, yeah. but it's cheap. But they aren't the vaccines. They're doing them for free, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're 100% free. Yeah. Some of the places, if you have insurance, you can give them your insurance information. 
and they bill your insurance to cover the cost of the vaccine. But basically, the vaccine manufacturers just got a blank check from the government. Yeah. Essentially, for however many doses they could pr- produce. And if they weren't poisoning us, why would they give it to us for free, right? That's what. Uh, that's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just a. It's my deal with conspiracy theories, though. Always too is you got to present me with like you know it's like a crime. Like you got to present me with like means, motive, and opportunity. So it's like. You're like, the government is shape-shifting lizards. And I'm always like, to what end, right? Like, <laughs> Who cares? Right. Well, that's actually, the, there's no video, but that's the genesis of the design of this shirt is it's this little, you know, kind of dejected lizard in his little suit with a briefcase having to go to work. Because I feel like the lizard interdimensional beings, but you got to like get up every day and go fucking run Walmart or whatever yeah. you're doing. Or like well, get, elect- get elected into yeah. what you're doing. Or like well, get, elect- get elected into office for some reason. Like show up to work and punch the time clock. Just eat us now. What are we waiting for? <laughs> Is there like some the li- some lizard people that just like didn't like they just didn't make it. they're just, yeah. they're just working at papa john's yes yeah, yes yeah, some lizard guy delivering pizzas yeah. yeah well and especially those people i'd be like what are we sit- what orders are we sitting around here waiting dude, for dude obviously they don't know they're lizard people yet the government fucking brainwashed them into thinking they're just normal people one day they'll wake up and it'll fucking be all over for us why assuming that we're not the lizard people ourselves i well we don't that- even know if that happens, I would rather be a lizard person than a not lizard person. That seems yeah, cool. seems like one of those situations where the survivors would envy the dead, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my vote in for be a lizard person, not be eaten by a lizard person or mm-hmm. dominated by a lizard person. Yeah. Yeah, whatever they certainly seem to react to uh, the heat and cold the same way we do though yeah fuck <laughs> yeah and again they do seem to also have to like get up and go to work every day and i just feel like if you know it just seems dude, they don't hibernate no no forked tongues dude i just figured it out everybody that suffers from mental illness is a lizard person oh well because we can't we all have a little lizard to be people in, in us yeah well at this point yeah with you know is it lizard people awareness? Month? Yeah, interbreeding. <laughs> and that's what the Bible was talking about. Everybody thought it was. Uh, that's why know. eating asses became so rampant. Like it's, it started with the Fuck. lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get in the plugs. <laughs> All right. Is that part of the show where we sit around and let music play for a second? Gotta wait for his beat tag. Yeah. Need to stroke my ego. It's your show. That breeze feels lovely. It does. What breeze? The breeze coming in through the door. Yeah. Now the second person. Yeah, it's alright. Well, I, I set him up for that one, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, alright. So, you are here. We are here. We are also on the internet. And you're probably on the internet. That's how you found us. Uh, if you're not already on the social medias, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Babbling Dablin. That's B A B B L I N. D A B B L I N. And teespring.com slash stores slash Babylon Dablin, spelled the same as the handles. We have merchandise. Um, and if you don't want to remember that URL, go to the Facebook page. It is pinned to the top. Click the link. You'll be right there. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, Camden, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, all at dflamingo187 and 91cam187 on SoundCloud and Facebook for my music. Scott. Uh, if you guys want to keep up with my music, you can find me at soundcloud.com slash hazardwave. That's H-A-Z-A-R-D-W-A-V-E. Links to my other socials are there. If you want to get Hazard merch, you can get it at bandcamp.com. Sorry, subgoth.bandcamp.com slash merch. Uh, I have a new EP coming out relatively soon for you guys. And before that, I also have a uh, remix of Dead Memories by Slipknot coming out very soon. And that's going to be released for free. So keep an eye on that. Fire. Graham, do the thing. All right, tell everybody to Google you. If you. Yeah, if you use the Google machine and you type in one Graham Army, you get the whole shooting match. Uh, but also, if I can't encourage anyone, if you enjoy this or if you don't, uh, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, the Twitch stream. I'm doing a lot of live streaming these days. Uh, it's sort of a companion to the podcast. Uh, a couple times a month, I stream live uh, employee training videos, retro employee training videos. We talk about them, we watch them, we goof around in the chat, and uh, the YouTube channel is the best place to see what I'm up to. I'm doing all kinds of weird stuff now. I'm working on some silly music stuff and then just random videos, but also the podcast is housed there as well. Google, One Graham Army, G-R-A-H-A-M, and and one is the word one, O-N-E. One Graham. Exactly. Graham like the cracker. It's easy to remember. (laughs) 
Smooth outro as usual. Graham is a cracker. Beauty. Graham like the cracker. God damn it. But I'm plot thickens. Where's the but I'm just... Oh. Is it a <laughs> There we go. Nice. I really, you know, I applaud you for not labeling your soundboard buttons either. You just got to know it. It's like playing the guitar. You got to be able to do it blind, you know? Yeah, I'm fucking not good at it still. Yeah, we need a soundboard. <laughs> I, got, I got a cheat sheet if I ever want to use it. Where it'll, it'll just is labeled right oh, there. Oh, I see. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that thing is sweet. I don't know have to have a tech talk, but I, I like that thing. I've looked at them several times. It's um. It's the best investment Camlin's ever made. No Dogecoin? Yeah. Ah, uh, no, nah, that's fucking tanked hard. <laughs> <laughs> to the moon. I guess the moon is, uh, you know, like when it orbits, it's on the bottom side of the earth right now because we're going down. I actually bought these Jordans with my Dogecoin money, um, and, which was just enough to buy some shoes. And then later I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to have to pay 32% uh, capital gains tax on my Dogecoin winnings <laughs> at the end of the year. So I actually lost money, but I had to get some shoes. Fire. Yeah. Um, if I sold right now, I mean, I'd make $1,450 or so. Yeah, well, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you really bought in. You bought in, bought in. Oh, yeah, yeah early. Yeah. yeah, I caught it, you know, early on. I should have put more into it early on. I don't on. know why. I was telling everyone, like, before it became, like, a meme or, like, a yeah. big thing, <clears throat> I was telling all my friends, like, to invest in a Dogecoin because, as, like, semi-serious, basically saying, like, memes are the currency of the future. Uh-oh. And uh, he didn't they all did, but I didn't have the app or oh. anything, so I was just telling them. And then it actually fucking blew up, and I was like, yeah. fuck! Yeah, I got some I got some homeboys in Chicago who made a lot of money on uh, crypto, and I knew a few of them who had bought Doge just kind of on a whim, because it was so cheap, you could, yeah. you could buy oh, a yeah. lot of Dogecoin for a little bit of money, and even if you just got it on a goof, eventually you could just transfer it and put it into something else, because it can't get much lower than a fraction of a fraction of a yeah. cent, right? That was... <laughs> The uh, and but that was the deal. But I think I bought in at a dime. But I didn't buy very much at all. And I was just pleased as punch that the universe of zeros and ones got me some free shoes. Hell yeah, dude! Applaud that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to fucking slave labor shoes. Hell yeah! <laughs> Are you wearing some sort of eco green shoes over there, Cameron? No, nah, I got, I got my paid uh, employees. I got my uh, slave labor Nikes yeah. as well. You, you, there's those union shoes made from the... <laughs> nah, dude, these were, uh, I think I bought these, I think I got these from Plato's Closet, so I bought them, like, super cheap. Somebody else sold them to Plato's Closet. I wonder if it, or, I wonder if it erases your karma if you buy it, if you buy them used. I bought them thrifted, uh, yeah. fair trade, all organic, uh, thrift shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was my that was my experience with that. So I mean, I but yeah, I, I like that thing. I've got so much other stuff like this. I'm basically using like six other things to do what that one thing does. For the listeners, we're talking about the Rodecaster Pro uh, mixer board. Yeah, and, uh, I'm just really glad that it actually showed up since Rode is based in Australia and Australia isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't just $600 down the drain. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, shipping from somewhere that's not real. But that's how you keep up the farce, right? That's yeah. how you keep up the facade is you're like, oh, this company's based in Australia. Like, yeah, right. The Australians are making electronic equipment. It's yeah. almost like Gary, like they're, they're going to have to or else they're going to get investigated. Right. So they right. have to keep up the. They're, they've got a warehouse investment. labeled Australia somewhere. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is coming from australia we gotta send it from here it's so. australia texas it's a small town in texas mm. called australia Ah, uh, dude speaking of like shitty city names and states of like nicer places in the world i was in orientation for a truck driving company once and the lady said something about taking her to paris and we were all like oh. listening off d different parises in the states and i said something about paris texas she's like i've never heard of that i was like well they got a campbell's factory there that's the only reason i know about it and she was a she was a little chubbier. Yeah. And she goes, "Do I look like I eat soup?" I was like, "They got Campbell's chunky." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's the that's funny thing about that too, though, because I used to work with a guy in Florida, uh, and he lived down there. And whenever I was down there, he'd always be like, and he was a giant gentleman, uh, sweet guy, but he was huge. And but he would always be like, "Oh yeah, if you go somewhere and you want to know what to eat, you got to ask the fat guy." And I'm like, "No, I got to you got to find like a mid-sized guy because the fat guy has no fucking reservations. Like yeah. that guy has no off switch. Like he's like, yeah, there's this place called the Trough Burger, where they Burger King. Yeah, the <laughs> there's a place called the Trough where they bring you just they blend your meal in a bucket and serve it to you a little trough on your table. It's great. It's communal eating. So we all just <laughs> stick our faces in, and it's it's a good time." It is a great time. Honestly, that sounds like a 
Is it doing the thing now? Yeah, oh, yeah, we have a significant weather advisory. Yeah, it so. looks like the weather is <laughs> going to take a little turn here. Oh, that's a good That's piece. good ambient noise, though. It, it is. A little wind in the background. It's certainly beating the energy I brought by starting the podcast by being like, I really like your equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people are tuning in to hear from me for the first time. are like, wow, this guy's entertaining as fuck. <laughs> well, no worse than what I did on your oh, podcast. It's going to be a lot more entertaining, <laughs> you guys. So stay tuned. <laughs> I'm not, I am fucking terrible on, like, Zoom calls and phone calls, man. I was like, ugh. I hate it. I hate it doing that. You were fine, though. I think you did fine on the podcast. Asking someone to do the podcast over the phone is always a giant fuck job. Yeah. It, that That's my fault. But then I, I did. we did it with Spike Cohen, and he was good until I asked him what kind of music him and his wife fucked to, and that <laughs> soured the mood. I prevented Scott from calling him Kite Cohen. Uh, yeah. So I, I was never going to call him Kite Cohen. <laughs> uh, yeah. You really left your buddy to hanging out to dry there, man. <laughs> I was never going to actually call him. <laughs> no, I was supposed to be an inside joke and confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I trusted you. Well, good thing we don't have a lot of listeners. <laughs> or maybe you hope you never do, because they do tend to go to the back catalog. Oh Scott. boys, who have the birthday episode? They're gonna have a fucking field day with that one. What we were making Nazi episode? jokes and oh, all sorts yeah, yeah, of shit. yeah. That one's uh, really good stuff. If you guys are trying to cancel us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or what was that? What was that first episode with uh, Austin and Andrew? That was like episode sixty, where I was talking mm-hmm. about the kid getting run over by the corn harvester. Oh Sweet. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and I think I did like twenty minutes worth of jokes about that kid getting sprayed all over a fucking cornfield. It's always worse when you're in the room with somebody too, because you start feeding off of each other, and like I, I'm such a like like have this like need for appreciation. So like <laughs> if I get you like laughing a little bit, then I'll say something yeah. really yeah. fucking yeah. horrible. Dude, it's the I'll worst. Like, you want to listen to this guy graphically <laughs> describe his prison rape on the podcast, <laughs> and you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, I guess that's just out there. <laughs> well, you could go to you. You could be on uh, third shift like I was, and yeah. they'll just uh, destroy the whole fucking podcast so your <laughs> shitty jokes don't make it to the fucking airwaves. Were they sent? They were censoring your content. No, they censored the whole podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. no. they, Blake, Blake swears it wasn't on me. He was like, I would have just cut it out, but yeah, know, they, they, it was. They never released the entire sh- like concept of that podcast like wow. their shift never came out <laughs> <laughs> they had recorded episodes and then we just couldn't, it. couldn't release it you're like this ain't gonna work blake, blake just said it was too hard of a sell to get third shift workers to come in to do a podcast because the scheduling yeah. constraints are a Which motherfucker yeah so it wasn't me making rape jokes guys just in case you ever hear that rumor <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, fortunately, it'll, it's in the vaults, so you don't have to worry about that right now. Yeah, just, hopefully it's deleted. Like, for, <laughs> for their sake. Not, I don't give a shit. So, uh, when it comes to uh, catch-up, uh, I, I mentioned last time that Hines. I went to the doctor. Oh, you said... Oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Not laughing real hard, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. It ain't making me laugh, but I get it. Um... As long as it upsets someone. <laughs> oh, someone's upset out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so last week I mentioned that I went to the doctor and he was mad that I was really fat and uh, got blood work done and uh, had my follow up. And I can now say I'm officially diabetic. Woo! Oh, man, that's a big applause. Oh, that sucks. I don't have my signboard. I got the 30 second diabetes drop on my signboard. This would have been the perfect point. God really. damn it. Shit, man. I knew I should have brought something else with me. And I might have fatty liver disease because my liver enzymes well, are like skyrocketed compared to normal. But neither one of you guys I drink, mean, dude. I got liver and I'm No, fat, it's, so. that can happen with obesity. Just with the weight? Yeah, so yeah. I need to lose weight. Hence these uh, zero drinks I've been drinking. Sugar <laughs> drinks. Yeah, I mean, I fluctuate really bad, too. Like, I'll, and I'll, like, I'll just, there's a certain weight I see when I get on the scale, and I go, all right, time to torture myself. <laughs> yeah. All right. I typically just don't get on scales anymore. I'm like, all right, I'm over that. I'm a big plateau guy, though. See, so, like, I enjoy, I try to um, keep my, I try to watch what I eat generally. And then that way, I if I drink ten beers that day, it's just sort of a bad. I just yeah. stay just as fat as I am. You know. I also watch what I eat, like as it's going from the plate to my mouth. I'm like, yeah, that looks I good. I almost made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I want a hey, seafood Skyler. diet. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. a seafood diet. But in all seriousness, getting diagnosed with diabetes is what made me make my change. So maybe, yeah. maybe you're about that to lose hundred pounds. I've ever heard. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a pretty. I mean, it's a pretty serious diagnosis. Oh, tiny dog. Hello. <laughs> I don't think she wanted to be in the rain. Yeah, she's all wet. Hello, tiny dog. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's uh, pretty fucking serious. You guys have, uh, I feel, put on the spot here to be like, yeah, say something. Your illnesses. Uh, yeah, what have you been diagnosed with, <laughs> Graham? Well, see, I don't go to the doctor because I don't want to know. It's like taking Fair your enough. car in, you know? Yeah. There's, there's always finding shit. Um, no, I... I only meant I only meant to say that though because you know you're young enough you can reverse that kind of thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I used to love about the COVID questionnaires. They're like, "Have you tested positive?" I'm like, "I haven't tested at all." They're like, "Then no." <laughs> <laughs> Just put no, then, guys. Just... <laughs> you're good. I haven't tested negative. That's all they're worried about. That was a uh, that was my favorite part about you know the pandemic is just how shitty everybody was about it. They were just like, it's fine, we don't care. Yeah, it every, kill us all. Everybody was shitty on both ends of that. That was a real, <laughs> real looking glass into humanity yeah. and what we saw on the other. It was worse than nine eleven because I remember after nine eleven, like you know the, the whole world rallied around America and people in America were nice to each other for like a solid month. COVID, it was about like ten days and then everyone locked down. Yeah, and like, then everyone was about it too. Yeah, and then. And then and we got tired of that shit real quick. It, yeah, well, it just took like one post on Facebook yeah. to send a bunch of idiots out in the streets like, I can't go to Applebee's. <laughs> Look at my hair. I need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on the street and get a burger. Yeah, it, was, um, uh, it was a mess. Oh, uh, another piece of news that is very... Um, Pizza news? Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> nice. Sorry. <laughs> another piece of news. <laughs> that is uh, very sad and uh, disappointing is one of my favorite music artists, uh, Mr. Kitty. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of him. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of him, or was. Um, so the story is about two years ago, he texted, he was having this text thread with this 15-year-old uh, from Russia. Mm. And, well, I'm assuming Russia. He spoke a lot of Russian. <laughs> and Always the goddamn was actually Russians. on VK.com, which oh. is the Russian Facebook. And uh, it was a very explicit conversation, and very early on in the conversation, he found out he was 15 and continued. Ah. Which is really fucked up. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I don't know. It seems okay to me, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got, it kind of goes without saying. It's yeah. got to start being the reaction of people when someone asks them about pedophiles. And so there's got to be somebody who's willing to just be like, well, uh, oh, shit, I didn't realize. I, you know, I didn't it's been going on since it. the you know, dawn of humanity, yeah, people guys. people are doing that. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, the... Yeah, yeah, I like Mr. Kitty though. He's got he has one track in particular that I enjoy. The video is so you're from a pedophile that old 80s. Apologist. Mm -hmm. well, really, an enabler is more accurate because you know the more well, I stream his music, music is amazing. oh fuck, dude, Mr. Kitty, it was right there, dude, Mr. <laughs> Kitty. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's about the kids. He was hiding it. That's making a nice little ambient uh, rain sound in the background of this. I wonder if people dig it. This is good mood. Yeah. See, I like a it. good mood for you talking about. Um, but basically, this one on. This uh, really kind of went unnoticed under the radar for like two years. And then I guess his husband, he's gay, his husband found out about it and um, left him and made a post about it. And then he came out with a post himself saying that um, he admitted to it, but he said it did not portray what the text thread said. Um, he portrayed that as soon as he found out he was 15 or 16, he kind of backed off the conversation and then mm -hmm. kind of exited out, which is not what happened in the text thread at all. Right, because it was all saved. Yeah, it's yeah. in black and white there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can say different about it. And it's just so disappointing, man. Yeah, yeah, because you definitely don't want to be streaming his music. Although, I mean, look at how... Can you separate... I mean, that's a good question. Can you separate the art from the artist? I mean, I think we all Not with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think we all I think we as a society do it regularly, though. I mean, I, you know, I grew up in Chicago, like everybody knew everybody knew R. Kelly was fucking kids forever. I mean, and it yeah. kept coming. It was like every few years there was like another R. Kelly's. I don't know what made it stick this next time, but it was like when everyone was all <laughs> yeah. surprised, like, oh, he had women chained up in his basement. I'm like, a fucking course he did. But he didn't <laughs> it didn't prevent people from listening to his music. And people yeah. have known he was a pedophile for like eight albums, you know, and then there's like the obvious Michael Jackson example. But like the but yeah, uh, the R. Kelly thing, I think, is proof that as a collective we are perfectly willing to look the other way on all kinds of shit. Woody Allen fucking married yeah. and impregnated his own daughter, you know, like and people yeah, are like, well, I love the shit. I love those overrated movies. They're so eccentric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um That is sad though. Godspeed. I don't know. I hope that he gets the help that he mental help that he needs because you've got to be fucked up in the head to remotely 
Yeah, I have those kind of thoughts, man. Yeah, and I don't know if it's curable. The mental health he may need is to have his mentals removed, you know, yeah. <laughs> at, with, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with a gun. Yeah, needs some lead therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that does suck, though. So, Mr. Kitty, <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I think you've said more than we ever could. Oh, wow. That, that really goes <laughs> that, that on for a while. That really <laughs> kicks it on. <laughs> they, they boo for a while. Those people are pissed off. It went on longer than the text conversation between yeah. him and that 15-year-old. <laughs> What's even fucking worse is that he didn't even ask age. The kid asked him, how old do you think I am? And he said 16. He's like, wrong. You're, I'm 15. Oh, and then he, he continues, said, dude, he it's so fucking 16. sick. How old do you oh, think I am? Yeah. Underage. Yeah. Actually, I'm more underage. Yeah. It's, worse. <laughs> it's worse than that. I'm not yeah. even Alabama legal. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys got any topics? Anything you want to catch up on for the week before we get into this uh, main topic? I did want to apologize for being so boring at the beginning of the podcast. Any listeners who are still with us, please go subscribe to my Twitch channel. <laughs> <laughs> Have mercy on me. Nah, we're boring. Sometimes it happens. It happens. Yeah, well, this is about to get real exciting, though. We've got a great topic for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to knock you over with this content. Yeah. <laughs> this this segment's really going to have balls. Bowling for soup, more like bowling for content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so this week um, we are covering bowling. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I know. Just calm down. Or as some yeah, people pronounce it. Bowling. 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 Bowling is something different. I was no, going to say we, bowling. We did bowling before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> De-bowling. Um, who wants to go first? I don't know what we're doing. So We're going to go round robin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somebody like wherever there's a little notch next to it is kind of where I have it segmented. So, so this first one is the whole thing around both sides of the picture? Yeah. Or did you forget it not? Okay, yeah, I just yeah. thought I just thought this I mean, was, we if you want to pass it you can. I mean, I just I thought this was just for reference like we were like, you know, somebody brings up something you can be like, oh, you know, I don't think that's accurate. Actually, nah, in nah, 1971, we... <laughs> the PBA founded the US Open, one of four major never, sorry. No, nah, we just spoiler read it. alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry about that. We're not there. So, <laughs> yeah, the format is just we read, if uh, something comes up, we'll riff on it for a bit and then Yeah. It's mostly just the riff on and okay, cool. you know, and we derail hard. And we learn stuff. I, like, I actually have been learning stuff every yeah. episode. Like, I'm never going to go to a water park in New Jersey. I know that much. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> I'm never going to go to New Jersey. That's probably even <laughs> The water park and the state are a death trap. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. Ken, uh, the monkey start us off. I fucking all right. <laughs> Pressure's on. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, you remember the rule about naming the episode, right? Yeah. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we've been trying to do better about reminding people of that. All right, Bowling. Oh. What? Bowling for content's a good idea, by the way. I like that as an episode. Oh. Anyway, it's just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that won't be the name of the episode. Yeah. We learned with Kobe. <laughs> I want to be mad at him for a second. We we were sitting here <laughs> on the birthday episode, <laughs> and he kept it's talking about personal. There was like some, you can't see it because it's not video, but there was some visible tension. It was like it was palpable. Well, no, the the guy we had on on the birthday episode, he kept talking about how he was ADHD and everything, and like we kept getting off topic. So I was like, okay, cool, Con- name for the episode, Birth Date HD. Yeah, that is a good And answer. he was like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's dope. And then when we got to the end of the episode and it was time to name it, he was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he really does have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you really fed him one there, you know. <laughs> you laid one out on the table for him. Yeah, but I, I mean, I do the same thing when it's my turn to name the episodes. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, anyway, bowling history. We're going to get into the topic of today. Back in the 1930s, a British anthropologist named Sir Flinders Petrie discovered a primitive bowling set in the grave of a child. All right, that's fucking weird. So what's interesting about that? <laughs> the grave dated back nearly 5,000 years to the height of the ancient Egyptian empire. Here's a picture you guys can't see. Since then, <laughs> other anthropologists have discovered hieroglyphics and artwork depicting a sport remarkably similar to modern-day bowling. Even more, Professor Etta Brest. Siani. You tried. Bresciani. Bresciani. There we go. I forgot to do the hand. I can't speak Italian if I don't have the hand. The Egyptians were talking like that. 
<laughs> Professor Etta Bresciani of the University of Pisa uncovered an ancient hall approximately 90 miles south of Cairo that appears to be one of the first indoor bowling alleyways. You don't like the way I said Cairo. I could see it. I didn't even have to look at you. I saw his head go, what the fuck? <laughs> that is exactly what happened. You are correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, are we going this way or this way? I did want to mention, though, for the listeners, the picture that uh, Cam was saying that you can't see is basically if someone was like, draw a picture of a hieroglyphic about bowling, <laughs> that's what you would draw. It's a picture of a hieroglyphic lady yeah. and holding a bowling ball in the ready position. And she does not look strong enough to be holding that. Because uh, you got to imagine, it's not going to be the same. No, material. Yeah, it's, it's got to be wood, probably. It's probably going to be pretty heavy. Cam's going to get on us about the gender. About, see, yeah. Did you just assume <laughs> that hieroglyph gender? Well, he said she. I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> well, you <laughs> went with it. It's because I'm a feminist. I just assume everyone is a woman. That's Fair how enough. that works, right? Oh, no. Women Dismantle the patriarchy. Bowl. It's probably a dude, actually. <laughs> I don't think women were allowed to bowl yet. I just think you're, I just think you're making a lot of assumptions, Scott. <laughs> all right. We'll go this way because we normally go. They, all right. All right. So <laughs> they don't don't look strong enough. <laughs> Them don't look strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> Them. All right. Uh, so Germany is the next subheading. Uh, German historian William Pell asserts that modern day bowling appears to have its roots in Germany, dating back to 300 CE. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that it replaced uh, AD because Anio Dominus is a religious term and the soft sciences wanted to get away from that. So CE actually means common era. and uh, Or as and, the Christians would say Christ era. Right. Yeah. Because they got a <laughs> Fucking ruin everything. Yeah, because um, they're cocksuckers. And then, uh, but yeah, and then you'll sometimes you'll see BC, and but it will be um, big uh, cock. Yeah, it's the other <laughs> one. But anyway, that's what that means. So you learned something today that you probably already fucking knew. At that time, most Germans carried keels. <laughs> <laughs> This was not the I room that for was that word. Get... <laughs> I knew someone that was going to get something. <laughs> a wooden pin-shaped rod for sport and protection. Yeah, for sport. And it was <laughs> believed that knocking down these kegels with a rock hard would with a rock would pardon their sins. See, I heard kegels and I went rock hard like right away. <laughs> like that word was not there. <laughs> with a rock or uh, with a, it would pardon their sins. So you're somewhat religious pursuit bowling. So people were lying about bowling being fun as an excuse to drink all the way back in the 300 bowling for salvation (laughs) i'm sorry but please let me get this track yep i'm trying to get my sins cleared what if you just you get uh like fucking gutter yeah does that mean you're all right god you looking out for me this was for you big bang and gutter ball it's like god i'm going to hell now you know what's coming now i know where we stand our next heading is england historians debate when bowling was introduced to england in it uh my papers are sticking together hold on a second What's all this, then? The earliest known evidence of the sport is an antique bowling green in Southampton that dates back to 1299. In 1366, King Henry III banned bowling from the country as it was a distraction from archery practice for soldiers. This date marks the first official mention of bowling in historical records. Hey, y'all, stop, stop throwing them balls. We got to shoot some arrows. Yeah, he must have just got to kill real, people. I feel like he was probably really bad at bowling, too. Though. <laughs> he just didn't like yeah, he got, it was like a likely excuse that <laughs> one would interfere with the other. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting in his fucking throne like this is you can't allow this. That's it's what I would do. I'd be, you know, somebody comes out of my house. I'm like, oh, no more fucking Madden for anybody. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Still in England, the land of Ing. By the 1400s, bowling was allowed in the country again, and lawn bowling lanes were roofed over, turning bowling into a sport that could be played during inclement weather. But by 1511, King Henry... Holy shit, these guys hated bowling. <laughs> King Henry VI banned it from the bad. lower classes in an attempt to turn bowling into the sport only for the wealthy. Damn, are you sure this isn't in America? Uh, at this time, many variations of the sport were cropping up all over Europe, including Austria, Switzerland, and the Low Countries. The number of pins varied from 3 to 17, as did the size of the ball and number of players. However, the goal was always the same. Knock down as many pins as you can. It's very Damn simple. Right. Straightforward game. Yeah. It's, uh, I fucking I fuck with the vision, fam. All right, so we get Let's to... Let's bold. Now we get to uh, America, uh, where we are right now. If, for those who didn't know, microphone came off of the uh, boom here. I'm just going to hold it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bowling was brought to America by British, German, and Dutch settlers. Depictions of Dutchmen playing a version of the game in New York from 1670 is the earliest known evidence of bowling in North America. 
This is, seems fascinating, Cam. In American literature, the first mention of bowling was penned by Washington Irving in his classic 1819 novel, Rip Van Winkle. In the book, Rip describes the sounds of crashing nine pins as he watches the ghostly figures of old Dutchmen playing the game. And that is definitely indicative of the lack of uh, uh, imagination in that period, <laughs> where the scariest thing you could come up with was ghosts bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, strike! <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, beer not the frame. 710 splits. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, that's not. I was like, am I yeah. supposed to still be reading? In the 1820s, gambling became a common vice and stress reliever for many workers at the time. Bowling halls became center stage for this sometimes fun, sometimes seedy practice, leading to the game being temporarily banned or outlawed in some states. By the 19th century, due to various influences and cultures in the United States, there were endless variations of the game. It became clear that a universal set of rules needed to be imposed in order to form leagues. Proprietor Joe Thumb developed the unified standards with the United Bowling Clubs in New York, and in 1895, the American Bowling Congress was formed. All right, so we're going to sidebar here and talk mm -hmm. about how you hated how I pronounced the word. But I hated how he flowed that last sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it was 1985. <laughs> the American Bowling Congress was like, all right, man, that's one sentence. Why'd you stop like that? <laughs> I thought it was good. It was a dramatic pause. <laughs> uh, all right. You guys ever been in a bowling league? No. Not a league, but I've definitely been in a bowling alley. Yeah. I've lost my virginity. I've not been in a bowling league. Yeah, I mean, any building <laughs> any building that has a bar in it, I've probably been in. Um, and bowling always has one. Yeah. It's actually it's entertaining people watching sitting at the bowling alley, at a bar at a bowling alley. I was in the Air Force when that bowling alley over there very first opened, and there was some guy in there who was like straight up like Ernie McCracken, some like ancient dude who was like, you know, a professional bowler at some point because they were having their grand opening where everyone's in the bar drinking. And there were legit like skanky bowling groupies in there. It was one of my, fa it was one of my favorite groupies. days of being somewhere. It was phenomenal. <laughs> if I had any foresight, I would have documented it. What would you call bowling groupies? Like what's a, what's what would you call bowling groupies? Like, what's a what's a clever little title for bowling groupies? Pinness swallowers. Uh... No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, sorry. Sorry, I did that to all of us. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. The boo button. I don't even deserve the boos. <laughs> the boo button was like, move on. It's got a weird delay on it. It, it, it takes a second. Um, okay. Around this time, women began to become more involved with the sport of bowling. Outdoor alleys moved indoors. Bowling became less of a gambler's sport and more socially acceptable. However, women were not permitted in the American Bowling Congress League. Motherfuckers. Jeez, it's always like... <sighs> you know. In 1907... They ruined it. <laughs> 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 in the kitchen. Uh, in 1907, <laughs> the first women's informal national women's tournament was held, and by 1917... The Women's International Bowling Congress, WIBC, was formed. <laughs> this league eventually became the world's largest women's sports league. I hope that comes up a bunch more in this, because I love the way you said that. You <laughs> totally <laughs> redeemed yourself from the Cairo Cairo thing. <laughs> with How did I even say it? Cairo? Did I say Cairo? That's, but see, I've heard that before. That was more why I popped my head up, because I have a lot of family in Missouri, and I think there's a Cairo, Missouri, and they all say Cairo, because I've heard that before. Is there a Cairo, Georgia? Is that a thing? There's a Cairo sure. corn syrup. Something oh, like yeah, maybe that's where I've heard that. Yeah. I wonder, like, what it was like, like, the first woman to decide, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. bowl. Well, and then she walks up onto the alley, and people are like, what's she doing? Yeah, <gasps> it's your. Uh, what is, why is she even out? Yeah, <laughs> in it's, public. Yeah, it's your inspirational movie moment where she just yeah. walks up there. Um, yeah, got her balls immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you know I'm pretty progressive, so I imagine probably what happened was men were having fun, and women saw that and needed to figure out a way to. Run it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Screw that up for him. Ah, boomer humor, <laughs> love it. <laughs> In a million of them. All right. Oh, it's my notes. No, Cameron's turn. It, no, it's you. I think it's yours. Yeah, yeah, I just read the last one. Oh, yep, you did, Wibbick. All right. Uh, so here we go. We're moving into modern times. 
sullying off into the future, the 20th century saw perhaps the greatest gain in popularity for bowling. After Prohibition in the early 1930s, beer companies began sponsoring professional and semi-professional teams to promote their brand through the sport. With the rise of television in the 1950s, bowling saw its first broadcast of championship bowling on NBC. The sport's popularity grew drastically following the broadcast. In 1958, PIBA was founded. <laughs> it had 4,300 members in 14 countries worldwide. The PBA, I'll let you listeners take a guess at what the PBA is and what it stands for in relation to bowling professionally in an association. P-butt ass. <laughs> yeah, it's bowling on... Yeah, it's bowling. not that, by the way. It's not that. Bowling on TV, though, yeah, I mean, you don't see it as much anymore, I don't think, but I, I know it used to be on... Uh, against NBC. or after oh. football at one point was it was on ESPN a lot during football season they would run it and sometimes you would but I think given the option I would literally watch anything else <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man bowling's kind of when you when you get like those really like insane motherfuckers they can just you're like how the fuck man how do you do that like every single time oh yeah and they just go on those big runs I do like when like the really old guys get excited about winning too though those guys really bone up oh about yeah winning those bowling yeah, fuck, we need to do pool. Yeah. By the way, I got, I've got a uh, I've got a clip related to that. Okay. that we're going to be doing after Excellent. this. Excellent. <laughs> um, ABC was the first network. Oh wow! Let's network. try that again. Okay. Great start. Um, ABC was the first network to air a PIBA event in the early 1960s. One of the founders of the PIBA, Eddie Elias, teamed up with the ABC. To develop the pro bowlers. <laughs> that was not another acronym, by the way, everybody. APCA is not part of this. <laughs> Which became a popular staple on uh, ABC's sport broadcasting. When the Ladies Pro Tour was added years later, the viewership of the sport increased exponentially. Bowling has also been a popular leisure activity for many presidents. In 1948, bowling lanes were built in the west wing of the White House for then sitting President Harry Truman. President Richard Nixon was also an avid bowler, and he had a single lane constructed beneath the White House's North Potico. I like it. Bars. I got them. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, nothing really. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, presidents playing ball. I didn't have anything that wasn't, you know. I must have a bowling alley in this, in my home. Yeah. Let's make this happen. They didn't have Trump's Reagan, to. so. Couldn't talk about how he introduced crack into the hood. I think for I think for Trump it probably qualifies as physical activity. So no, he probably did not use the bowling alley. No. <laughs> Board that room off. I have more serious matters than bowling. If I bowled though, you I would be the, I'd be bowler, the best bowler like you've never seen. I would bowl so knock over so there many we go. pins. We got something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In 1971, the PIBA founded the US Open. Okay. Love it. Well, yeah, we're just, we're, we're, we're stretching here. Yeah. We're reaching hard now. We're talking about <laughs> bowling, people. Give us a break. <laughs> All right. The people founded the U.S. Open, one of four major tournaments in the league, and arguably the most famous because of its difficulty and length of playtime. Bowling was demonstrated in the Olympics wow. in 1988. <laughs> Keep that in. I thought it was demonstrated. Okay. <laughs> Over 20 nations competed in the demonstration. <laughs> now I see where the contest will be. <laughs> Don't know medals were awarded since it was not an official Olympic sport. To this day, bowling has not been added to the Olympic roster, but has been shortlisted several times. In 2015, bowling made the top eight of potential new sports to be featured in the 2020 Summer Olympics, but also got fucked, but was later cut for financial reasons. Bowling just wow. can't get it in the Olympics. Mm -mm. They keep, uh, they can't get a strike, man. They just can't, can't knock them down. I was gonna say keep striking out, but that's baseball. That's not yeah, I, I almost went there, but no. I was like, no, nope, that doesn't make sense because <laughs> that's good in bowling. <laughs> they just can't. Uh, As for notable women in modern bowling, all right, fucking, is, whoa, what? damn, Graham, you got <laughs> eat a bunch of weight <laughs> real fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's next. Oh, sorry. I was, I, I really feel. You I did, feel like collectively we could agree way. that the rules are bendable here. At least I was like, gonna be like, oh, you stepped on no, my we, fucking shit. We must shit. stick to the format. Right, yeah, we okay. have to. <laughs> All right. As for notable women in modern bowling, Missing Bellander, Missy Bellander became the first woman bowler in the PBA in 2004. And Kelly Kulik became the first woman to win the PIBA Tournament of Champions in 2010. 
Presently, bowling is played by more than 95 million people worldwide in 90 countries. How, how do they know? They're, it's a survey, man. <laughs> a census. Yeah, there's a there's yeah there's definitely some sort of body that is receiving government funding that is <laughs> calling all over the. They call everyone on Earth. Hey, do you bowl? Do you bowl? No. Uh, one more in the Next. no. One more in the no. <laughs> I mean, honestly, 95 million out of, like, what, 7 billion? Yeah. Bowling isn't necessarily killing it. It is in 90 countries, though. And there's only so many first world countries. I mean, there's a lot of third world bowling going on. I think I, I would probably like to see this study, though, and hear what their definition of bowling is also. Yeah. You know, by, like, at what, to what degree is this bowling in the way we would see it? We got some old plastic bottles and this yeah. hard thing we found we throw at them. <laughs> well. Um... Up next, we got uh, bowling facts and terms. Uh, couldn't find many, so bear with me. <laughs> bowling is pretty straightforward. Not a whole lot of random things that can happen. Yeah, here. yeah I mean, <laughs> if you can get it to go straightforward, that's the gist of bowling. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> During the early 1900s, bowling balls were actually made of wood and later a heavy rubber. Around 1960, bowling ball manufacturers used polyester resin for the first time. Enabling the production of plastic balls with bright hit, with bright swirled colors. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Bro, I couldn't imagine like, I'm, I'm sure it's a different type of rubber. Than how many really splinters you got on wooden balls? Um, I had something about balls and wood, but I was like, I don't have anything. It just made me giggle inside, and I was like, Can I do? Man, I got nothing. Uh, I did. I want to see here, make sure he's not coming up, because I have some very important information. So when I was in college, I took a bowling class, and one of the, I remember like the ready position, and um, I remember not having to go to it a lot. But during the classroom portion. Uh, we learned about a gentleman named Walter Ray Williams Jr., and I wanted to make sure I said his name because the guy who taught the class straight-faced for him as the Michael Jordan of bowling. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, no, he's not. No, like, no but uh -huh. he's one asthma. I'm like, but he's bowling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, he called him the Michael Jordan of bowling. Walter, yeah. Willie, I already forgot your fucking name, buddy. I always want to say dunking the bowling yeah. ball into the pins. But what if it was? <laughs> also, Walter Ray Williams Jr. sounds like the name of a guy who would assassinate a president. Or a country That singer. does sound like yeah. yeah. I can buy that. If someone makes... told me that, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, that sounds like the guy. It's very believable. Yeah, like who shot McKinley? Walter Williams Jr. Yeah, that's the answer from now on. Yeah. We're that trying guy. to figure out who killed someone. <laughs> Walter, Walter Way Williams Jr. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I really believe you, that. Did you, you replace the W and the R. <laughs> Walter Way Williams. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. That's okay. It's not worth remembering. I just, I'm just i challenging the rest of the world to remember that, too, because I've heard it a thousand times and told that ah, story. and looked Who killed that up. guy? The Michael the Jordan Michael of Jordan Bowling. <laughs> as he's more as he's more famously known as <laughs> more commonly referred to yeah, people see him in public and they're like mj what's up <laughs> mj and bowling what's bowling. happening oh yeah. mjob what's happening <laughs> yeah majong <laughs> yeah not to be confused with majong which could be another episode yeah okay all right Plastic right. balls you went through the wooden balls. yep all right japan is home to the largest bowling alley in the world the Inazawa, Inazawa Grand Bowling Center has 116 lanes. Las Vegas is home to the second largest bowling alley, and right next to them in Reno lies an actual bowling stadium. Wow. wow. Which I guarantee is not just one. Like, it'd be funny if there's a giant stadium around one bowling lane. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Football stadium with a single alley. <laughs> it's just super long. <laughs> they've got these giant mech arms that they're throwing these bowling balls down with. Uh, yes. Uh, That's what I would expect in Japan. Yeah. Well, in Reno, that that seems to be like the right place for a bowling stadium. Mm -hmm. the, Las Vegas got the Raiders, and Reno got a bowling stadium. <laughs> Same thing, guys. You get it. This is uh, this is actually kind of a fascinating little bit. Nine pin bowling is currently banned in every state except for Texas. Nine-pin and ten-pin bowling have been known to Texas since the 1830s, where it's a lot more difficult to bowl a strike with a wooden ball. Uh, why would you? Yeah. Why would nine-pin bowling be banned? Any theories? I don't know. I'm not going to look it up because I don't want to actually. I don't want to retain that. It's supposed to be but, 11. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you, we made the rules. Yeah. Uh, by ban, does that mean like illegal? 
That's what I'm saying. Like you couldn't do it in your own yard. Yeah. Like a helicopter comes over and the guys come down and rappel. They're like, you better add two more fucking around. pins, buddy. <laughs> they got bowling dr- drones flying around trying to catch people. Wait. Nine pin bowling. Eleven pins. Yeah, isn't it ten? It's ten. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. He said um, 11 and I ran with it, but you are right. All right. It's well, you, you confirmed it. I'm like, wait a second. Am I an asshole? Do I not know how to count? <laughs> no, it's 10. Although I do kind of wish I'd have <laughs> leaned the, into it. What's the setup for nine pin? What's uh, probably a diamond? Because I know nine ball and pool. Uh, that's what I mean, that's all I can enough. think of yeah. is a diamond. Yeah. Actually, I guess that would be. I mean, you could just do it janky and like not have the front pin or take away <laughs> one of the back pins. But it probably doesn't look as nice. I, bet, I, would, I would assume. Yeah, that probably would be harder to get a strike. Actually, when you think about it, if it's in a diamond format. Because you would yeah. probably get to like the halfway point where it's the widest, and then the pins would probably just go around the back pins, yeah, and not fall into them. Maybe I don't know. I'm just you know stupid. Well, I'm wondering too though when it says it, they had it in Texas where it was a lot more difficult to bowl a strike with a wooden ball. I can't quite tell in that sentence if they're saying it's harder in nine ball or harder in ten ball. Ah, yeah, fuck. Oh, real quick before I forget, just because this is bowling related, I don't know where I heard this. I know it was from some podcast. It might have even been Nate Land. But um, apparently, in order to hit, like, certain splits, like, uh, everyone knows what a split is. In order to do that, like, there's, like, a professional certain way where you have to hit the pin to where it actually hits one of the flaps that are in the back. And then as it hits the flap, it makes it, like, ricochet and hit the other pin. There's, like, a whole technique to it that requires that flap in the back. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, you're using the environment around you. Yeah, and I guess those guys would be really pissed if they went to a bowling alley and that flap no wasn't there. <laughs> no flap bowling, also banned in every state but Texas. <laughs> Man, they got nine pins and no flaps. Yeah, they're they're wiling out down there. But I, and wooden balls. Yeah, I do wonder though if there's an interesting story there to the nine pin thing, where it's just, or if they just thought it was sacrilege. <laughs> That's stupid. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh. So the term Swiss cheese ball um, is an interesting fact. While doing an internet search for this, we'll pull up some delicious-looking cheese dishes. In the bowling world, the Swiss cheese ball is actually the ball used in pro shops to determine a player's finger size and span for drilling the perfect custom ball. Nice. I almost bought a bowling ball, and every day I'm like, man, I'm glad I never bought a bowling ball. <laughs> I was taking that bowling class. The guy worked at the bowling alley, so he was really like encouraging. Why don't you just go get size for one? And I was like, maybe I do need my own bowling ball. Give me that Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah, Swiss yeah. Cheese my game, my game is going to increase. I need a custom fit. And then you just have to live in a world where you own a bowling ball, and every time you move or you got to find something <laughs> that's in the closet, the there's a giant fucking weight in your way. Yeah. <laughs> Just always waiting to break your big toe. Grandma's teeth. And a glove. They always have to have the glove, too. It's yeah. We were done. Sorry. 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 That's just important. To we know. were a long time ago. We're just still talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> yep. All right. Grandma's teeth. Ever knock down a ridiculous assortment of pins? That's called grandma's teeth. Another similar term is bedpost. That's when you've got a 710 split. Uh, interesting placement of that exclamation point on where, from wherever this information was gathered. Uh, where? That, where spits, th- that's when you've got a seven ten split. <laughs> hey man, I'll copy paste it. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> he added that one for Flair. <laughs> He's like, nah, they gotta know that I'm fucking with this. <laughs> at this. At this point, I know we're gonna need to bring the energy way up. <clears throat> split. Yeah, it's just there at the end on an F on the other page. That's when you get a seven ten split. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, everybody up all right um you did the split okay chicken wing i'm i'm not gonna i'm a little disappointed it doesn't start out like you know what a chicken wing is at the (laughs) restaurant but in bowling i'm sure there was something but i cut that (laughs) out because they didn't mind the delicious cheese part i didn't notice that or else i probably would have cut that out but i like cheese better than the the first quarter of the swiss cheese ball is about swiss cheese that little paragraph there all right, but Why don't we so, take you on a trip down the history of Switzerland and Wisconsin and cheese. Vermont? Yeah, yeah we just become cheese. Becomes about cheese, cheese episode. Oh. Right. You guys did one? No, we need no, to. We oh, I would. Enjoy, I did like to come back if this doesn't sink the whole operation here, <laughs> um, buddy. This thing's unsinkable for the cheese conversation. Because it's already on the bottom of the fucking water. Sorry, All right, chicken wing. Sorry. A chicken wing, a chicken winging is when a bowler's elbow gets, well, we should have been saying bowler this whole time. I feel like we really missed out. Bowler. 
A chicken winging is when a bowler's elbow gets away from his or her body during a swing before releasing the ball. The hands turn in and the elbow pops out. You know, like how a chicken wing looks. It's usually followed by a sloppy roll on the ball, which you got to pay good money for in some places. Can I get a rim shot, please? hey <laughs> That's what we need to do. We need to start being like a morning fucking yeah. talk show. <laughs> got him. All right. Well, that's it for all the stuff that I printed out. That's um, good stuff, fellers. Thank you. All right. Did we uh, did we get a strike with this one, guys? Or <laughs> is this more like a bedpost? Uh, so you said you had some bowling experience. Well, I took that bowling class in college, and then I... Uh, took a bowling class? Did it cost money? Or uh, well, I was part, you had to take like a... Oh, you got credits for it? Yeah, you had to take some sort of PE thing, because I went to GM. I went to GMC. I did that in elementary school. Yeah, I went to... Uh, Community college, and it was one of the ones they offered, and literally everything else looked like, nah, they're going to make me go outside and run around. (laughs) And then bowling, they were like, oh, it's on base, and you go to the bowling alley. And I was like, I feel like, oh, yeah, I feel like air conditioning. And then, you know, when I was in school, it doesn't necessarily fit my personality, but I really, I didn't cheat really in school at all. I never, if I plagiarized, it was like accidental placement of a paragraph, because at that age, you know, like I was an adult and I was going to school on the GI Bill, I was like, let me actually learn some stuff, like take this opportunity to focus on learning things. Nerd. Exactly. And so, <laughs> but the bowling class, though, when I saw it, I, one of the big selling points for me was I was like, I bet this is going to be taught by an eight up dude. By the MJ yeah, of bowling. Guy, I bet this guy loves bowling. Dude, <laughs> what if that guy was the fucking MJ of bowling and he was he using a fucking. to himself? No, he, he, was just, he was using a fake name and you guys didn't respond well, so he didn't let you guys know. Oh, that is so great. Actually, I'm him. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I laughed audibly when he said it, he probably. I was like, all right, not, not the re- now's not right, the time for the review. Yeah, some other guy, yeah. And maybe I got a B in my goddamn bowling class. <laughs> B for bowling, duh. You can't get higher than that. Yeah, but they did at the end of the like at the end of the quarter. They lined us all up at the bowling alley. And he stood and he would he would be like, you know, basically he made everyone in the class. You got two chances to do the like ready stance, swing the ball right, take the right number of steps, bank the ball towards the pin or whatever. And it was a tremendous amount of pressure. And people who had been doing good all year were just slamming that thing in the gutter. And he was standing there with his hands on his hips, like shaking his head at people like <laughs> I, we worked harder on that than that. You're better than this. Yeah. But I think if you did really good at that part, you got an A. Um, or if you didn't, you got a B. Or if you laughed at the MJ a bowling thing, you get a B too. Because I did pretty well on the practical application. All right, so I cannot find the full video to this, but um, this is you really don't need to see. I guess for context, um, basically this bowler who's a really good bowler, like professional. Um, He's a bowlist. Somebody in the crowd kept heckling him, or so he thought. Right. And he was getting very angry about it. And after he, like, nailed this shot, he went off on this guy and said this iconic line. And I'm going to share that with Camden now. So Camden can play it. Should have shared that with me ahead of time. No, it takes two seconds. Cam is uh, <laughs> on Facebook looking at memes, not to speak out of school. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Weber, God damn it, I did it. All right. And this line always makes me laugh. And it's such a badass line, too. I hope this isn't going to be loud as shit. Strike to claim it. Got Strike prayer. to claim it. And he got it! Stop, 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 stop. That is why I did it! That's number five! Are you kidding me? That's right! Who do you think you are? I am! <laughs> Damn it, right! <laughs> be sure to tune in next week's episode of One Graham Army, where that will be a soundbite. <laughs> because we're watching that and it's going to be on the soundboard on the next yeah. exciting episode of the One Graham Army Podcast. Um, it reminds me of that guy that we fucking all watched on Five Head. Yeah. Is there any resolution for a fucking crazy person? <laughs> yeah, I watch that guy sometimes just I'm to, dead. Or, yeah. Well, yeah. I watch that sometimes just Who am I? I'm nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking goddammit. And we kept yelling about Toronto. Yeah, that guy's a mess. That guy's a fucking whole vibe though, dude. I mean... Yeah. He's got a lot to say. So when you bowled, did they teach you how to do the whole like curve thing? Because that's how I always, well, not always, obviously, but like when I got older, I learned how to bowl like that. And um, 
where I just didn't even bother with the thumb hole. I just put the two fingers in and then yeah. fucking rolled off the end. People were asking him about that, but he made sure we knew that that was a little bit advanced for what we were learning. Uh, yeah, this is... You got to work your way up to something like that. I do remember mm. people asking about that, but no, it was mostly um, he did kind of teach you how like because he taught you how to use those arrows on the lanes yeah. as far as like where to line yourself up and stuff. But if you don't, you know, you don't those practice, work, though, because yeah. I lost like my friend of mine who is legally blind. Like, without his glasses, if he doesn't have them, he can't see shit. Like, he can't even see the pins. Right. All he sees is the lines in front of him. And this is before he got glasses. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, he played basically blind, like, the whole game and beat us. Like, oh, he won. <laughs> I, it's probably, I, I mean, that's a huge compliment to your friend, but also doesn't say much about bowling. Yeah. Or us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a huge compliment to your friend, but... Yeah, I lost a basketball game uh, when I was 15. I think I've told this story to a gentleman with one arm. Um, he nice. could only he could only go one. That was when I because you know and I I hung out with all different kinds of people. I hung out with a lot of brothers at that point in my life. A lot of amputees. Yeah, and um, but so this guy he had one arm. Um, he lost it in a house fire when he was little. I don't know if that that I'm actually sure that doesn't have anything to do with this fucking story. But the. Uh, <laughs> It has actually a lot to do with it because this guy only has one arm. Yeah, I guess so I'm someone's sure people gonna want the like, how'd that? Yeah, so that's how he ended <laughs> up with the with the single arm there, and uh, he beat he crossed me up so bad, and I it's the reason it's seared in my memory because I lost a lot at basketball was that was the point in my life when I remember being like this ain't for me. Yeah, bas- I just don't. I just <laughs> Not don't a basketball game. I don't play basketball ever anymore, ever again, and pretty much didn't ever again. Like I walked off the court that day, I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't think I like this. Yeah, all right. That's a that's a that's a chapter in my life. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wonder if I'll ever forget this. Let's take up bowling. Yeah. <laughs> I think they got a class. Yeah. Um, what was another thing? Oh, well, so I don't know if they ever talked about this, but uh, so have you been experienced with trying that? Technique? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen when it you before. do it, do you go from the side of the lane in, or do you start from the left and then have it? Go to the right and then curve around into the middle. Or depending on if you're left-handed, then... Well, I'm right-handed, so yeah. I would believe I would set myself up... Uh, like, if you're facing down the alley, I think you, I would set myself up on the left side and probably even come in at it on an angle. Because I've only yeah. tried that a few times, and it's such an awkward release. I didn't. It felt weird from, like, the st- way you would normally approach the lane to bowl. Yeah. You know, if you're taking the four steps and sliding your foot and all that. Did you know that's why the shoes are slidey? That's actually on purpose. It's because if you throw a correct bowling ball, uh, you uh, if you su- bowl real good, yeah, you're, su- <laughs> you're supposed to plant on that foot and you should slide up to the line ever so slightly. Oh, yeah, interesting. Have you guys ever played with the uh, the bumpers up on the side and then try to play pinball basically? Oh, yeah, I was a kid, <laughs> I was a kid once, yeah. yeah. Dude, my kid, uh, Dexter, my son with autism, he, he every time we go bowling, he purposely tries to run over the line so it'll fucking give him a, you know, like some a kind fall. of alarm or yeah. fall. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh. to see the crazy, like, yeah. Yeah, and it does the thing <laughs> on the TV. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it does that thing on the TV, too. And everybody looks. That's another big thing. People really yeah. get set off by that a lot. And it's like, not updated. It's yeah. still very 90s <laughs> looking. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I saw a guy with like a clan hood on in the video. <laughs> that's very dated. That's from the uh that's from when a lot of people weren't allowed to ball. <laughs> Not just the women. Yeah. Um but yeah. I had fun. I do think, I, unless you guys really need me, I do need to start wrapping up though. Because I got no. I think we, got, we are done early in the morning. Yeah. We're just we're just over an hour already. So oh, beautiful. Well, yeah, this was a piece of cake, guys. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, dude. Glad to have you here. We like this format because it keeps us from getting too long winded and fucking everything <laughs> up the whole episode. Yeah. No, actually, yeah, I like this. It kind of keeps everything on track. I think this is a good idea. I think this has got legs for sure. Yeah, the hardest part is coming up with the topic. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a whole list of shit now. So yeah. yeah. Expect right. cheese to yeah, come cheese. <laughs> if I can, we'll knock that out next week. Yeah. <laughs> so get on the get on the cheese research. There. Oh no, I don't want to do cheese. Um, <laughs> my brother's going to be in town next week, so I want to get him on mm-hmm. and talk about maybe something military related because he's in the military. So maybe we'll find something like that. Right. Maybe Navy. Well, maybe we can focus on the Navy or something because he's in the Navy. Oh, dude, I saw you. Definitely I... need to ask him about how much masturbating he does. That's going to be. Uh, that should be a first priority question. I've heard somebody talking about on a podcast that 
new recruits onto like the submarine or something would have to go masturbate in a certain spot <laughs> for initiation or something. I don't know. This is the cum corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of like places you can get away from people on a submarine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Camden, close it out. All right, guys. That's been another episode. 93. We talked about bowling. As always, thank you for being here with us. First time listeners, you probably didn't make it this far into the episode. Sorry. <laughs> Should have done this at the beginning. <laughs> uh, return listeners, thank you for coming back. Once again, Instagram and Facebook, both at Bablin Dablin. That's B A B B L I N. D A B B L I N. And Dale Graham Tony. Uh, one Graham Army everywhere you do stuff. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel and my Twitch page. Is it time to name the episode? Yeah, just a second. Yeah, I just yeah, want to. I want to mention your plugs first. How I <laughs> how I was trying to come up with new names for Graham. Like I like I said, yeah. he was the president of, or the prime minister of Gramsterdam. And all that. <laughs> I like that. And I couldn't come up with anything. I was mad at myself. So no, I thought that was pretty I, good. I always liked Graham. I am. Yeah, that's a, well, yeah. I get that yeah, one a lot. I am I Graham. That one. Yeah, he's Grambo. Also, I hear Grambo. Grambo. Grambo slice. God damn it, dude. Yeah. Grandma. Yeah, he's the mayor of Graham Antonio. <laughs> I like that. I like that one. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Green eggs and Graham. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> you're, getting, oh, you're, you're getting slaughtered over here, man. <laughs> I know, dude. It's like uh, they're just so easy. How did I miss them? Graham slam. I'm like that meme where the guy the guy isn't looking at the hoop and he throws the ball and it's nowhere yeah. near the net. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, it is the end of the episode, and Graham, you know the deal. It is your turn. Time to name this beach. All right, I believe this episode will be called Sir Flinders Balls.